Welcome to the It's Not FPL podcast with me, your host Ben Grant. Uh, welcome back for another game week episode. This week we'll be looking through kind of what happened in game week two and game week three because of the kind of quick turnaround that we had with game week three there. We'll look ahead to game week four and look a bit about strategy. Usually have your eye catchers on your watch list as well, so keep an eye out for those. But I think the first thing we want to discuss is wildcard or not to wildcard. Now, this is probably a bit retrospective of uh, what happened, uh, but maybe still comes into play for your game week four uh, analysis. Obviously, uh, Bolangoli from Celtic was found to have went to Spain um, during uh, between I think the game weeks, I think game week one and game week two. Shouldn't have been there. Um, he's put the game at risk, and that meant the the game, the Celtic games, have been postponed uh, along with the Aberdeen games. Also, we had the Aberdeen debacle as well, where the Aberdeen eight, as they're better now known, um, have went to uh, out in a bar uh, in Aberdeen where it was busy, and two players tested positive for coronavirus. Now, disappointing from a a, a fantasy football Scotland point of view. Uh, we're just getting started with it with the the app and. Obviously, they haven't had these postponements because people's actions are really disappointing. I think looking at the Aberdeen situation, um, Craig Bryson, um, Johnny Hayes, experienced pros and should probably have known better. Uh, the younger guys, you would have maybe made a uh, made a case that they maybe were a bit more naive and didn't really know what they're doing. But these those two guys specifically are experienced pros and should know better um, about that. But as you say, moving on to Celtic, Bolly Bolangoli goes to the um, goes to Spain, comes back, is found out. Uh, luckily, he tested negative. Uh, however, he played against Kilmarnock uh, in the game week two, which was obviously putting the Kilmarnock team at risk as well as his colleagues. But I guess fortunate for everyone that he was negative and he was only on the park for a, a short amount of time. He did come on as a sub um, as well. So disappointing, as I say, from a a fantasy football point of view, having him change around teams, but I think it, the news came quite late in the before game week three um, happened. So a lot of people having to scramble around to try and sort their team out. People maybe still at work didn't hear the news, weren't able to sort their team out. I think the big question I think was what did you, what do you do? Uh, certainly from me and my team, I decided to wild card. Uh, I had three Celtic assets in my team. I had Polworth. Uh, Paul Ward, sorry, uh, Donnelly in my team who's out for two months now with an injury as well I had Ennis Hadji who not really, although got nine points so far in the first three weeks of the of the game weeks he's not been great, I think for six million you would expect a lot more from him so I chose the wild card and um, this is how I, I decided to go, I had a lot of de- deliberations about, about wild card and I think it was a, it was a difficult Kind of one to do because of the, the way the matchups went, but I decided to bring in. Um, so from game week two, I had, for example, uh, Ross Stewart on my bench from Livingston, the goalkeeper. I brought in uh, Ross Laidlaw from Ross County. I think I mentioned the week before that Ross County defence looks pretty strong. Um, also, got out my team was obviously Ayer from uh, Celtic, both my Aberdeen assets and uh, Hernandez um, and Anderson. Um, Basically, I think that was the, the, the key ones there. Uh, looking at my midfield, Hadji obviously goes out, El Yunusi goes out, um, and beyond that, Edward um, for Celtic. There's no way you can sit with 8.5 million on your bench for one week. 
the thing you've got to consider as well is the, is the way the, the volatile market works for your, your price drops and your price rises. There's only 40,000 players playing um, Fantasy Football Scotland right now and the price the price drops and price rises are very, very quick to change. Uh, it only probably takes a few thousand. I'm waiting for clarification on how the, the prices work right now from Fantasy Football Scotland, but I would believe it's probably two or three thousand sub uh, transfers in or transfers out that will ultimately affect the price. So, I mean, if you look at, I think, the likes of Edward, um, Edward has has dropped probably. I'll see. Edward's down eight point five million already. I mean, that was happened before the game week. Um, but I think the thing about that is that people. That's only from the people who managed to catch their team. There'll be still be people this weekend looking to. Um, to to take Edward out as Celtic play, uh, Morelos was down at eight point four, already up to eight point five. Didn't score at the weekend, um, so maybe has a price of um a price save there. But you look at Cedric Itton from Rangers, not even kicked a ball yet, was brought in. Um, he's already up to seven point six from seven point five. Kamar Roof on the other hand, it dropped down to um six point nine from seven million. So, uh, that's the. The thing to watch there that the price market is very, very volatile in terms of transfers. So just keep an eye on that. I mean, Ross Stewart there, he was 5.2 um, at the start of the season. He's up to, to 5.4 already. Um, a little bit concerning, obviously. So yeah, that was my, my, my transfers out. Bringing into my into my team for, for Game Week 4, as I say, I brought Laidlaw in. I brought Randall in, Connor Randall from Ross County. I was really keen on the Ross County defence. Um, I think from what I said in um, in the last podcast that, that I was probably vindicated on that front. I think um, the Ross County got the clean sheet in game week two, which which I was was expecting and hoping for. Uh, I brought him in against my own Kilmarnock team. However, kind of you know what it's like. I think got my fancy football head on. I was thinking Kilmarnock would possibly blank and not score. Um, but hey, that's the, the beauty of it. Uh, looking as well, following my team, Mark Reynolds came in from Dundee United. I think he got a goal the game week before. Uh, so he looks like he's got an aerial threat at corners and free kicks, etc. Uh, fancied Dundee United for, for some clean sheets along the way as well. So uh, he came in. Barisic and Balogun obviously stayed in the team. They're absolute mainstays in my team. Balogun will come on to it at some point later on. I think there's a few concerns there. But uh, the other one I brought in defence was Ryan Porteous from Hibs. Now, I think in hindsight, I probably panicked a little bit and went for what I thought would be the best choice Hibs defender. Now I didn't see Josh Doig was a defender and starting. Now if I if I thought about it, I'd have probably went for Josh Josh Doig. But we'll, we'll speak about him again as well later on. Kept Chris Burke in the midfield. He's now up to five million. He scored three goals in three games. Absolutely what I wanted. Absolutely what I expected from. Um, so hope you followed that. Harry Payton, I brought him in from Ross County. He did get a goal the week before, but didn't didn't even start on. Uh, on the game week three, we bit disappointing, but these things happen. Uh, Luke Bowen uh, brought him in from Dundee United again, got an assist. Looks like he's got potential. He's a cheap kind of enabler that allows me to kind of bring in the, the bigger price tickets. Um, got Scott Allen still in there, he was on the bench again, a wee bit frustrating. Alan Forrest stayed in my team, he got a goal in the, in the game week three that I had on my bench and Peyton come on for I think about seven minutes or something like that it was a bit disappointing. Kept Nicky Clark in there, didn't hasn't done exactly what I wanted to see from Nicky Clark already, but um such is such is the way we just kinda 
we we get him in and hope that Clark can come come good. He does he is on penalties so, um, and it looks like I watched him back the Dundee United game uh, the other night. He's also on um, he's on free kicks I think from the edge of the box so um, providing maybe he finds his range he might actually get his a, a wee goal from free kicks. Brought in Kevin Kevin Nisbet uh, for for Hibs. Uh, I was debating Hibs uh, to bring in Doidge or Nisbet. I thought Nisbet looked great against Kilmarnock and um, in the the game week two game against um, Livingston. He obviously got a hat trick in that game, so I thought he was going to be capable of scoring. Um, but I guess it was between Nisbet and Doidge. I think for me, and I just went with Nisbet. But he, I brought in obviously Morelos, uh, Captain Morelos. I thought. After his two goals and against St Mirren, he was probably looking quite hungry for it, and he was he was up for it. And well, he's on the park playing, and he's going to be a goal threat. So that was my team. Uh, it left me in budget of six four point six million. Now I just want to talk through the theory of that uh, first and foremost. Uh, the idea is that maybe game week. Well, initially I thought game week four we would bring back Edward for either Clark or Nisbet. And put him up alongside Morelos. Now, obviously, Celtic games postponed on on Saturday, so uh, I probably stick Morelos another week. See what see what Morelos can do, and then if not, we'll probably just transfer um, Edward back in. But I'm trying to make a plan, obviously, because you've your Celtic assets are out because of the the what I'm going to call the, the diabolical actions of a Celtic player. Um, a little bit of a bit of banner for if he's there. Um, so we'll see what happens. You really I think I need to make a plan there. I think if you look at my team, uh, I can bring in Edward up front quite straightforward to any of the up front spots. It doesn't have to be for Morelos. Um if if for example it's a swap for Morelos I can bring in Christie um who looks like he's going to be doing bits for Celtic for sure. Um I think the other one is probably Porteous. I'm probably looking at taking Porteous out at some point and bringing in Greg Taylor because I think Greg Taylor provides me with uh, the the potential for clean sheets uh, at a, a nice price. You think he's 3.4 million, maybe 3.3 by the, the start of game week four. But uh, certainly, I think Greg Taylor is a is definitely my option there. So. I'm looking at it, I'm probably looking to take out one of those enables to bring in a, probably a bigger hitter on the, the midfield front. I'm bringing in Taylor to cover my Celtic defence and I'm getting Edward back in as soon as I can. Basically, I think once we know for sure that Celtic games are on again, Edward's back in your team. I think that that, that makes sense. If Morelos is scoring, for example, on Saturday, there's a case to, to run the meta and have Morelos, Edward up front with probably Burke, Barisic, Balogun and the spinier team and then really um, it's a case of working out what kind of Hibs assets you want I think the Hibs are looking good um, is Alan the answer I'm not really sure at the moment, I think he started really well in the first uh, the first game week but I'm not sure I think Martin Boyle certainly is um, looking capable, I think Martin Boyle is, is flying just now He's also, I think, top of the Pros League as well within FFS Scotland. He's he's backed himself as captain, I think, two weeks running or three weeks running. He's he's either scored a couple or got assists. But um, Boyle, uh, I might get Doidge as well. I think Doidge is an option up front uh, for Hibs. Beyond that, there's not a lot up front I'm really massively interested in. I think um, Ross Stewart may be an option. He's on pens for Ross County, but... 
he's he, he scored from open play. I don't think so. Lyndon Dykes the same. He hasn't scored from open play. After, he's got two penalties so far. So um, I don't want to be relying on people getting penalty kicks to get me my, my game week points for sure. But yeah, that's the that's my team just now. Um, let's move on to game week two and what happened in game week two. Yeah, so game week two, we kicked off. Obviously, Aberdeen St. Johnson was already off because of uh, the the situation with the Aberdeen 8, which is, I say, really disappointing. I don't think it affected too many people. I think me personally, I had Bruce Anderson and I had Ron Hernandez, which Hernandez took a price drop. But I think we until realise that don't too worry too much about price drops in this game. It's going to be pretty volatile for the, for the duration of the season. So the first game we had was Hamilton versus Ross County. Uh, Ross County won one 0 Billy McKay got the goal. Uh, I think there's a few Billy McKay owners out there. Definitely uh, an option. He's a budget forward. He's, he's he could be an option there for sure. But however, wasn't the bench for game week three. Purely, I think, probably down to rotation rather than anything else. Uh, I think uh, two games quite quickly for maybe a player like him is a wee bit difficult. So um, quite right to to rest him. Ross County got the clean sheet. I think I tipped that as the um, last week's uh, watch list was. Was Ross County defence got the clean sheet exactly as I expected. I didn't bring anyone in because uh, I just couldn't make it work um, in game week two. But um, such is the way of um, FFS. You're just gonna got to roll with these punches and make plans. Livingston against Hibs was a four-one win for Hibs. Kevin Nisbet, as he got a high, so a great um, haul of points for Kevin Nisbet. Daryl Horgan got double assists and Christian Deutsch got a goal as well. So. Pretty, pretty convincing performance from Hibs. Dykes got the pen, as I say. Is he an option? I don't think so. I think you're relying too much on on, um, on them. I don't think they're going to score an awful lot of goals. And if he is going to be the going to score goals, he is going to be the goal scorer, I'd imagine. However, yeah, price of what, 5.8 million. I'm, I'm not really interested in that. Looking ahead to Motherwell versus Dundee United. Dundee United 1-0. Motherwell, I mean, the question right now is what's going on at Motherwell. They seem to be struggling. Uh, I think we all were hopeful of, of Donnelly and Polworth. Polworth on the bench the last two games, a little bit concerning for 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 Polworth owners. You've probably you've probably seen a price drop already, uh, but I think for me, Mark Reynolds got the goal um, with an assist from Luke Bolton. So uh, I think Luke Bolton's on free is on corners and free kicks, which is great. Uh, Reynolds is an asset of going forward on the corner kicks to get headers and goals and stuff looks uh, a great option he might pick up the odd clean sheet against the, the, the kind of lesser teams in the, in the league if they are if they are going to be a top six side which I think Dundee United possibly could be a top six side this season uh, looking down to Rangers uh, versus at Mirrors Athena win for Rangers at Ibrox. Uh, clean sheet again for Rangers uh, tipped up Balogun as the um, as an eye catcher and he was my, my sub for sure I brought Balogun in to give me double Rangers Bottom of Barisic was is a mainstay in there, but uh, in terms of the team, it was a, Mar- a Morelos double. Uh, we had to have James Tavernier assist. Conor McCarthy got the OG for the, the first goal, but um, got to be pretty pleased if you're a Morelos owner getting the double there um, in his what, second game. So you know, we hope that he kind of finds his form and, and that's him kicks on. But James Tavernier, um, James Tavernier definitely is, um, is one of those that. I think he is an option, priced quite high against Borna Barisic. I'm not, I'm not keen on Tav. Um, to be quite honest, versus versus Borna Barisic, I think 
Bomber Bash would probably vindicate his, his selections uh, in, in the game week three. But yeah, um, go with what you what you want in terms of defence. I think Balogun's is a great shout. He's, he's cheap. He's affordable. Um, he gives you that second option. One thing maybe watch. I think we'll, we'll probably discuss this later on. Actually, so we'll keep it for the watch list for sure. Uh, next game is the Kelly versus Celtic. It was one each. Uh, Kelly. Um, Ryan Christie got the goal for, for Celtic and Chris Buck got the goal from the penalty spot um, for, for Kelly I'll be quite frank Celtic looked utter dog shit um, I thought Julian was absolutely stinking um, for for Celtic against Nicky Kibamba I think I tipped up Kibamba at the start he hasn't scored but he's looking threatening I think that, and he made, he made Julian look silly um, to be quite honest um, at the back I think I had a joke with some people on Twitter uh, on Sunday is how many times has um, Julian won the ball and I think the, the count was about one or two and that was about 70 minutes into the game so I think I think that's the thing about Kibamba I think he'll come good I don't like the way Kelly are playing in terms of one up front I think I think we want to get Brophy back in there at some point and play him up top alongside Kibamba they'll really reap their rewards but yeah still, uh, Celtic obviously Having the issue with ball and goalie makes FFS a little bit more challenging for the next few weeks. But moving on to game week three, uh, Dundee United versus Hibs was a 1 0 win for Hibs. Christian Doidge, another goal. And Josh Doig uh, getting the assist young left back there. Um, certainly, I think if I'd seen and paid more attention, I'd have brought him. Brought uh, Josh Doig in for sure. But I couldn't see it for the Hibs defence, couldn't complain too much. We're having Ryan Porteous in there. But as he was on a wild card, hit about 45 points. Um, it's not too bad, but well. Uh, obviously, St. Marin and Celtic and Aberdeen and Hamilton was off because of the whole nonsense that we discussed. But looking ahead to, to Motherwell versus uh, Livingston, uh, it was a two each draw. Now, Motherwell burst my coupon for about 500 quid. Uh, I had a random coupon of PSG to win against Atalanta. I had Rangers to win minus two. I had Kilmarnock, Ross County draw and Motherwell to win uh, for about 500 quid. But yeah, of course, Motherwell disappointingly uh, conceded a goal to, to lose, to draw the match. And of course, it was that man Forrest that got the goal, which was even worse because he was sitting on my bench. Um, bit disappointing. Dykes, our penalty scored. Um, as I say, not really too bothered about that. Tumble and Campbell with the goals for Motherwell uh, with Seedorf and Long getting the assists. Uh, we'll come on to Tumble actually in a, bit, in a bit in the um, in the next section of the podcast. Uh, Ross County Comar was two each uh, up in Ross County. It was Ross Draper and uh, Ross Stewart with the goals for Ross County. Stewart from the penalty spot and Power and Burke getting the goals with it was a Millen and Power assists. Now, obviously, Burke is, must be a, by now a, a, an absolute mainstay in your team. He's, he's three goals in three games. Exactly what I wanted from Burke at the beginning. Millen, probably not in your team because I think he probably wasn't expected to start. Uh, it looks like he's making that right back position his own. And he's also looking quite uh, capable from the crossing, uh, from, the, from the wing there, so... Keep an eye out on Ross Millen. I think the, the concern about Comal would be is they haven't kept a clean sheet yet. I don't think they probably will. They look quite concerned at the back, for sure. Power with the other assist. I don't think Power's an option, really, is he? I think that's probably one of these flash-in-the-pan moments um, where he's, he's managed to get a goal and an assist in the game. He, he's placed defensive. He's 
Um, he's not usually known for going forward, but uh, obviously a wee bit different. Um, a wee bit gutting that the Ross County the clean sheet was bust. Um, but, I mean, a Kilmarnock fan sitting here right now, quite happy to get two points up and uh, a point rather up and um, up and uh, up at Ross County because I mean we were probably we were playing. I mean we came off a good result against Celtic, but certainly Ross County had been flying out of the traps and we were a bit concerned about that match. So we'll take a point and we'll not worry too much about the the clean sheet. All right, looking on to game week four. Um, it's coming up on Saturday. Your deadline is 2pm, um, I believe. And obviously, firstly, Celtic Aberdeen is postponed because of the shenanigans for um, the Aberdeen and Celtic players, uh, no less. Elsewhere, it's Hamilton versus St Mirren, Kelly, Kelly versus St Johnson, Ross County versus Dundee United, Hibs versus Motherwell, and Levy versus Rangers. So, a few good ties there, I think. The one that stands out is the Rangers versus Levy. I think there's goals in that game for, for Rangers for sure. Hibs again. Hibs versus Motherwell. Motherwell not looking great at the moment. Hibs have got an opportunity. I think Ross County versus Dundee United could be a 0-0. Um, I think I might aim for that personally. Um, Kelly versus St. Johnston could be anything. It's at Rugby Park. I'd like to think Kilmarnock are going to go out there and try and um, get a good chance of getting the points there. Um, but it could be a, easily could be a draw. Um, it's one of those that we're unsure. Hamilton, Simran, I think Simran probably edge it um, at the moment. Maybe a close one nil or, or maybe even a one each um, with Hamilton. They don't like Hamilton. Certainly not much of a FFS option at the moment. I don't see anything in the Hamilton team that really stands out. Um, to be honest. All right, let's look at the eye catchers this week. Uh, last week's eye catchers was Nicky Clark. Uh, Greg Taylor and Leon Balligan from Rangers. Uh, Nicky Clark didn't do what we'd hoped, unfortunately. Greg Taylor um, obviously had had some issues um, in game week three, but from game week two perspective, he lost a lost a goal, so um, didn't do anything assist wise. So we but but we were disappointing. However, um, looking ahead, obviously I forgot to mention Leon Balligan. Got the clean sheet for Rangers. However, Balligan, I believe, picked up an injury in the game last night. Um, he got absolutely smashed by um, one of the St. Johnston players. And he's got a tight quad, according to Stephen Gerrard. Um, however, he's not walking about. I don't know how, how much he'll be out for. But um, given the, the kind of sharp turnaround of games, I'd imagine Balligan probably sits out and Hillander comes in to that match. So... Um, I mean, I'm quite happy to stick with Balligan at the moment. I think he was 2.4 when I bought him, so he's up to 2.6. So we'll stick with Balligan. I think he comes back into the team at some point. He looks the part in that Rangers side for sure. Um, it's one of those that keep an eye on. I think double Rangers defence is the way to go with either uh, Morelos or Kent. I think at some point in the future, I'd maybe want to get Kent in if Morelos isn't doing the goals. But I think we'll keep an eye on Morelos and give him, give him more time to, to get the goals. Okay, looking ahead to the, the eye catchers for the game week four, I think. I think for me the Hibs the Hibs game is a good game to be looking at. I think Christian Dodge is a is an option for sure. Um who knows though, I guess Nisbet could come back and do a, a couple of goals um in that match. Josh Doyle, another option really as well in terms of, of eye catchers. He's only two point two million to get into the Hibs defence. 
Um, he's played all three matches so far. He looks a thread in the wing um, as a fullback. So um, keep an eye on him. The other one I've got in the eye catching list is Luke Bolton for uh, Dundee United. He's three point six million. He's a probably quite a nice cheap enabler to get you a guy who might get some goals and you might get some assists. Week maybe not week in week out, but um, if you're enabler, is going to pick you up a um, the odd goal here, the odd assist there. Then quite nice to have. Certainly. Um, so that would be my three eye catchers, Christian Doidge, Josh Doig, and Luke Bolton. On the watch list, I think we're going to continue watching the Ross County def- County defence. I think definitely keep an eye out on, the, on them for sure. I think those clean sheets capable there. Uh, and the other one is David Tumble for Mullerwell. If, if Mullerwell start going and Tumble's the man, then I think he's one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, and the other one to watch, I think, is Ryan Kent. I think he's, he's, he's one to try and get in your team at some point, but I think you're probably a few weeks away from maybe trying to do that unless you can, if you're ready to bite the bullet and just transfer him in if you haven't already got him. I mean, obviously, it goes without saying, if you're having a Chris Burke in your team, what are you doing? Um, three and three, absolutely tremendous. Um, looking ahead to my um, my team for, for Saturday, uh, I'll be going with, it will be Ross Laidlaw and goal, Conor Randall, Barris, HB vice-captain, uh, Ryan Porteous, Buck, Bolton, Payton, um, and it'll be Clark, Morelos, and uh, Nisbet. On my on my team there, so uh, debating what I'm doing with Balogun. I think I don't think it's a transfer out personally. However, I'm a wee bit concerned about the price drops in the game, so it could be a, a transfer out for one week. Bring in um, potentially Hollander. Uh, it's it's very difficult to do your transfers in a way because I think in the FPL we're, we're known to be able to bank a transfer, do two transfers, and then bring someone else maybe midfield and transfer out a defender sort of thing but you can't really do that without taking a minus and I'm not really massive on the minus now I think I think game week up to game week three you're probably okay for a minus you might have minused a couple of times for um, the Celtic situation but I think for me I think it's a, it's a hard one uh, I think the biggest concern is the, is the defense, defensive points that the minus the minus hits bring, if, you bring, if you're bringing in a defender um on a minus hit, you're, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball a little bit. Um, so let's not do um, minus hits on on defenders. I think that's probably uh, a smart move. Um, so yeah, we got a couple. Of, we got a question from uh, at Danny Claff on Twitter. Uh, he was asking just to, ch- to have a quick chat about um, goalkeepers. Now he believes there's like a bit of an imbalance um, because of no kind of. No bonus points or save points, and if you ship two goals, you've basically got zero. Um, now he's he's made an argument there to should you kind of go with two cheap keepers um, and invest the pound elsewhere. Um, it's not something I thought about personally, uh, Danny. Um, it's one of those things that, that I think read your tweets earlier on, and I think the I think the math certainly stacks up that if you go for kind of two um, one point eight kind of level goalkeepers that are that are maybe starting so I think if you maybe look at um look at defender list there's probably not one nobody really under um kind of two million that you really want to be getting and I think I think I think Danny's argument was I think you put in two one point eights you're kinda of gonna get zero anyway. Um I mean yeah there's probably I think I want my defenders my goalkeepers to potentially score so um 
I think maybe not the, quite the one point eight, but maybe you could go for something like Elliot Parish at um, St Johnston, uh, Robbie McCrory at, at Levy is two point one. Um, that might be maybe an argument there. Um, I'm quite content personally to have my my two point five goalkeepers in um, Ross Laidlaw and Jack Almick uh, for St Mirren. I might go to something like Benjamin Segrist from Dundee United, or maybe we go to John McLaughlin. Um, at Rangers who's 2.4 and looks like he's playing because McGregor's injured so um, I think for me at the moment going down the 1.8s and just blanking your goalkeepers it, 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 I'm not really not like massive on that to be honest I think I think fair play if it's a if you, if it's your strat but um, I still want my goalkeepers to potentially give me some points there um, through the game weeks but I know what you're saying about the saves. I think that's a wee bit of concern. The fact that there's no save points or no bonus um, either. And if you if you ship two goals, you're basically on zero because the way that you get the points are playing the match. But I mean, this was this is the variation into between FPL and FPS. It's just there's little tw- little quirks that that um, that fit into the game. So um, I'm not massive um, massive on that one, Danny. But fair play if you if you. If you're going with that as a strat, let us know how it goes. And um, if you can use the, the money elsewhere, where are you using the money? I think you mentioned Joe Aribo um, as one of the options, or uh, El Yunusi. I think for me, El Yunusi doesn't look, doesn't look like he's the guy that's going to be getting the points FFSY. Sorry. Um, so the Aribo shout, not bad, but if you can get up to Kent, then maybe that's that's viable. Um, but I guess it depends what you think. Uh, in terms of strategy, I think we're heading certainly towards a meta. I think I think if for anyone who doesn't know what a meta is, is basically is kind of what everyone's team looks like. I think if you compare it to FPL, FPL sometimes has meta in seasons, but other seasons it doesn't because there's such a wide player pool. Uh, both twenty teams plus what twenty five players a squad or something like that. So um, there can be a good bit of variation certainly the the top teams as well, whereas in in the SPFL, we're looking at um, kind of one of those things that um, that there's only twelve teams in a the league. There's there's probably only what a handful of players you really want in your team. So I think if a, a meta comes into play, FFS is going to get quite boring quite quickly. Um, so let's hope that we don't get a meta. I think if you look at teams just now, certainly Bonner Barisic is a, an absolute mainstay in anyone's team. Um, I think that's probably the same for Edward at some point. He'll be a, he'll be part of Meta, but I wonder. If, for me, I think the strat of going Morelos and Edward up front is a is a great play, and it'll keep you right. Um, Buck is also part of that Meta, I think, as well at some point if he continues to do what he's doing. But um, yeah, let us know what you think. If you've got any questions for us, just drop us a, a tweet at it's not FPL, and we'll certainly we'll, we'll talk through some of your options and. Um, if what you think you've got a bit of a debate about maybe a player or um, or a typical strategy just in terms of, of strategy I think I think really make sure you're planning for Celtic coming back um, I think that's obviously they obviously drew against Kilmarnock but I don't think that's a massive concern um, at this point in time so um, we'll, we'll get Edward back in we'll go Morelos Edward up front for maybe a couple of weeks see how they do if they're getting at least one or two goals a game then we're absolutely delighted but um, certainly that'll be the, the way I'll be playing Double Rangers looks looks solid I think 
I'm not even sure if I've considered a goal yet this season. Uh, Rangers, so definitely want to have the double, double Rangers defence. Um, beyond that, I think uh, enables are, are good options. Cheaper players at the bottom of the um, at the points tally, so there's, there's a few in there. The likes of um, McGrath at um, Suburban and uh, what's his name? Luke Bolton at St Mirren. Definitely some options there on, uh, on that front, but I think yeah, we're, we're in a good shape. I think we need Celtic back um, sooner rather than later, so hopefully they, they get the all clear to play in game week five and we can um, we can look at that. I think as well now that it's become apparent that Celtic and Aberdeen will be playing games in the same the same game week. So I think triple captain option of Edouard in the in the double game week um, is a is a great shout at the moment. I really like that as a as a concept and I think I'll be planning that out for sure. If you haven't wildcarded already and you've got a few holes in your team, then maybe this is the time to do it. Um, but, but remember, plan, plan, plan ahead for, for Celtic. No doubt about it. All right, that's all we got time for this week on It's Not FPL podcast. Um, it's been Ben here, as always. I think next week we may have, we may have a guest or two. We're going to line up some people to chat about their teams and what they're doing in um, FPL. But check us out on Twitter. It's at It's Not FPL. We're also on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook, sorry, but we don't do as much on there. Twitter's the, the platform for us. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, all the good um, Twitter, um, keeps in Twitter, the podcast sites. But until next um, game week, good luck and stay safe.